Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Be, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today, I'm going to record a solo jam session for you guys. And I have shared my story before in some capacity, but as all self-development journeys go, I have uncovered and discovered so, so much more about myself over the past couple of months and years. And after having discussions on other people's podcasts over the last couple of months, I've really realized that I have so much more truth to tell about how I got to my struggle with food and body, how I got through my struggle with food and body, and also how I got to and through my struggle with heartache and heartbreak after a breakup, after divorce. So I kind of want to just bring things back and then bring things full full circle for you guys because I feel like there's just so much more of me to share. And you hear lots and lots of people come on here and talk their junk to joy stories, but I really wanted to unfold mine once again for you. Then talk a little bit about next steps, what's been coming up for me lately, what I feel called to do, how I feel called to share, how I feel called to serve, and what I've been working on. So here we grow. Here we grow. I've been using that phrase a lot lately because I feel like there's so many people using the phrase, we're just all going through this. And using the word going through just feels really heavy and really hard and really difficult. And I've learned throughout my journey the power of language and the power in whatever comes out of our mouths is really powerful for our minds and how to shift and change that to benefit my well-being, to benefit my highest self to becoming my highest self. So I really try hard to say not that I'm going through this right now, but that I'm growing through this and seeing the lessons that life has to deal us. See the opportunities that life's life has been calling us to pay attention to because I think that sometimes we've just gotten ourselves on autopilot and it's time to come back, realize what we're growing through, find the growth, find the gains rather than focusing on the pains and strains. So let's take it all the way back, shall we? All the way back. And the reason why I really want to share this story is so that you can see the levels and the layers, the levels and the layers of my truth story. Who, what makes Heidi B who she is today? What drives me to serve as a life coach, food and body coach, relationship coach every single day? day and how it hasn't just been one thing along the way that makes me me and it hasn't just been one piece of this growth that I've gone through over the past couple of years that's contributed it's all contributed it's all made up part of my healing process and part of my journey so I'm going to take you guys all the way back where did all this stuff start and the reason why I'm bringing you all the way all the way back is because I want you guys to know that a lot of times the struggles the pain points that we're growing through 
that we feel stuck, that we feel stuck in the struggle of our minds and and life, it actually goes really far back. And oftentimes we just look on the surface level of what's happened over the past year, over the past couple of months. But when you start to dive in to, especially when you start working with a coach or a mentor or somebody who's guiding you through your growth, you start to understand that it's way, way deeper than you even realized it was, which is again why I want to take you guys back to the beginning because all of what I just said. So back, 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 way to the beginning of, I'm not going to go all the way back to childhood because honestly I don't remember the younger younger years or the impact of all of those years I grew up in a incredible family still have incredible parents extremely supportive of my growth all that good stuff you know Christian (laughs) grew up in the church and everything that you could expect from just the average Joe Jane lifestyle right said everything that I ever needed but we just can't help the way that society shapes the way that we are and we just can't help the way that others in our external world and all the external things surrounding us that we may not have a choice have impacted us for instance back in high school I'll just take it back to high school right back in high school I was obsessed with cheerleading I started when I was in seventh grade I was the least flexible person that you've ever ever met still couldn't do the splits by the time I was done competitive cheerleading I was getting closer to the ground but never quite made it to the ground but I loved cheerleading and mostly because if you know anything about me you know that I crave connection I love love and I crave connection and I'm a super super empathic person and so people are my pleasure people are my joy connection is everything so being part of a cheerleading team um, where everything really becomes in unison and all about working together and all about being uniformed and working for the collective for the better of one another we became best friends gal pals it was so much more than what was on the mat during competitive season or on the floor during basketball games or football games whatever the season might be I did it all But back in cheerleading, I had a complex about myself and I didn't realize it at the time how much that sport impacted my food and body issues. And I share this very vulnerably not to blame anyone outside of myself, not to blame any experiences outside of myself. Really, my hope today is that somebody is going to hear this and see themselves in this story and know that if that was a point in time in which you can relate, that it's normal. It's okay. The whole point of Cup of Joy, the podcast, is to bring normalcy to some of these deep-rooted issues that cause us pain, that cause us hurt, and to know that there's a way to navigate through to the other side. And that's where I am today. So going through cheerleading, you know, everybody is is working together and all these great things, but however, you can't help. Just like we scroll our social media these days, whatever it is, so scroll your Instagram, scroll your Facebook, maybe it's not even social media, maybe it's just comparing yourself to somebody at work or comparing yourself to another family member because they're living their life in this white picket fence way and you kind of feel like the black sheep of the family. Whatever it is, in cheerleading, there were so many other girls that they were just, in my mind, They were so amazing. They could stretch their legs behind their heads. They could flip like it was nobody's business. And I just felt like I always had to work so hard at the simple things. And I blamed it on my body. Well, my body's not like theirs. I don't have these long legs or I don't weigh 80 pounds. You guys, I was 125 pounds in cheerleading. Actually, not. no, that was 
later on, I was 115 pounds in cheerleading and made of muscle. How many times do you look back and you say, I would, I would kill for that body, right? And the reality was, is I felt like the hugest girl on the team. I felt huge because there were other girls around me that were, you know, all of my best friends and they were little teeny tiny things getting thrown up in the air and being able to flip all over the place. And it was like, I wasn't at the top of the pyramid. I was on the bottom. I was on the bottom and I had to lift these girls up. And now I look back and see how strong and solid I was and how courageous I was to catch people that were falling and um, let them kick me in the face and let their butts land on my head. And people were, you know, all these things now. But when I compared myself to the tiny girls at the top, it was like they, it's, it appeared to me that they got all the glory. They got all the limelight. They got to shine on top of every, everything, be the star of the show in competition. It's, it felt like all the praise came to the one, the ones that were really just lifted higher, higher than all. And I know now, I know, I know better than that, but it really, when I look back, my food and body issues started to stem from comparison syndrome. It really wasn't just one thing. It was like a series of things that, that snowballed my way then through. And back in cheerleading, I mean, we worked out, did gymnastics for over an hour and a half a day. We were running laps. We were, I mean, we were working just as hard as the football players, to be quite honest, you guys, if not harder, just like sweating and pushing our bodies to the to the nth degree and then I got out of college I got out of high school and I went to college and and I was always the good girl in in high school I never drank I didn't have a sip of alcohol until I got to college I never smoked anything I never tried any drugs I never did anything Nadia was always just the good girl right so I got to college and it was kind of like woohoo what's this thing called alcohol yeah no parents no rules and so it just became kind of like this opportunity where I met a bunch of friends and did what a lot of college students do and I just got into the binge drinking cycle and eating little Caesars every night and it was fine because that's what all my friends were doing and we were having fun and you know I was still the good girl getting straight A's and doing all that but by night and weekend it was just like binge drinking and eating whenever I wanted and not worrying about anything well that all caught up to me after four years of doing that you know it was like the freshman 15 which actually felt like the freshman 30 to my body because my body was used to exercising three hours a day. And I wasn't doing that in college. I was just exercising my full ability to express myself and do all these things. So when I bopped out of college, I had all this extra weight on my body. And I remember looking in the mirror one day and just being so disgusted with myself. Like, how could you be this strong, fit cheerleader person? And now, now you're just like full of fat. That's what I felt like. I just, I hated looking at myself in the mirror and that's when all of the scales and all of the diets started to kick in because then I was getting married and I had a wedding coming up and I wanted the wedding dress. So without naming names, I tried so many diets under the sun. Um, Calorie counting, meal prepping, shakes, cleanses. I started exercising again to move my body, which eventually shifted into exercise addiction. I created a running addiction for myself and, and thought that I was being super healthy. But in reality, all that I was doing was restricting my food so much that on the weekends when nobody was looking, I was binge eating. I was just like going through Krispy Kreme drive throughs and eating things from the gas station. And, and everybody around me was like, wow, you have so much willpower. Look at you working out and tracking everything and doing everything so great. I wish I could be more like you. I was getting praise for all of that, all the while 
dealing with disordered eating. And I call it disordered eating because I have never really related to anorexia and I've never really related to bulimia, but a friend brought to my attention and you probably heard it in one of the earlier podcasts that, you know, a way of basically bulimia is just purging. And I was never able to make myself throw up, but I was able to sweat all of that out. And I would just over-exercise for hours and hours and hours and hours. So through this disordered eating, I had these horrible, horrible habits that in my mind I thought were super healthy. And in fact, that I would push those ideas on other people that they needed to be tracking and they needed to be counting macros and micros and that they needed to be on this diet and that diet and, oh, don't eat that, eat more of this and less of that and let's go on the no sugar busters and let's go on the whatever it was. It was like constantly seeking for a solution to feel better about myself, external world. So after I got the trainer, did all the diets, lost the 30 pounds, got the perfect wedding dress went down the aisle then there was this like then there was this feeling of accountability like there was this like pressure to sustain everything that I had been doing I was like well shit I can't stop now like he he's going to expect me to maintain this perfect wedding dress body like this even though we had been together for years I mean all through my heaviest times and my lightest times it was like he loved all of it but I didn't love all of it I didn't love any of it. In fact, I never loved the skinniest version of me. I never loved the biggest version of me or anything in between. It was like never good enough. But I didn't know that then. You guys, if, you, if you're hearing this story and, and, and it's resonating with you, I didn't know these things then. It wasn't until, and we'll get to this part, I did a lot of the self-discovery and especially food and body coaching that I was able to see the patterns that I had been dismissing my entire life, which is why I continued to struggle with this for over two decades. So then I went through this whole shift of, okay, now I need to maintain everything. So then I started to uh, really continue the over-exercising, signing up for half marathons, signing up for marathons, push, push, pushing. And then I was getting praised for it. Everybody was looking up to me and they're like, well, why don't you just become a personal trainer? And it kind of crossed my mind a little bit at, at that point in time, but it wasn't until I moved to California and felt the pressure to have a California body that all of it really sunk in. So um, my husband at the time and I moved across the state, left our family, left our friends, left everything and moved to the state of California and started our life there. And as soon as I moved there, I felt the pressure to have the sunshine bikini body. So I hired a trainer who was the muscle man, ex-Navy SEAL or a Navy, you know, former Navy SEAL. And he got me on this regimented routine of there were lists of places that I was supposed to eat. There were a list of protein powders that I was supposed to eat and or drink and not drink and what I could have and what I couldn't have. And it was completely, again, right back to restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge. And it got really, really bad to the point where I found myself right back to my high school weight, only way less body fat. So I got down to 100 and 115 pounds, 10% body fat. You guys, like my average five foot two body is supposed to be about 23% body fat. And so to be 10% and losing more every minute was just insane. You know, my family thought that I was anorexic and I wasn't anorexic. I just had disordered eating because I would only allow my body to take in so many calories. And then I would exercise like crazy to offset any caloric intake that I would have for the day. I was stronger than strong because I put all of my time and energy into weightlifting and running. So I had, you know, the burn of the day, but then I was lifting like crazy. I could lift my entire body weight. So I thought that I was pretty amazing 
for being able to do all those things. But in reality, it was just I became so obsessed with what my body looked like instead of how I felt that eventually, you know, my husband couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. And I didn't even realize at the time that it had driven us to that point. But I was so unhappy with how I looked. I was so unhappy with everything looking for answers outside of me for that long that things just ended. And it was devastating. Absolutely devastating. So I went through this period of time where I just isolated, isolated, isolated and didn't ask for help. And I was so embarrassed, you guys. Like when you, and at the time, again, I didn't know that all of this was happening to me. I didn't know that that's what had happened. I blamed him for a really, really, really long time. Didn't take any personal responsibility. Just said, you know, he didn't want to be with me anymore. And part of that was true. But part of that was that I didn't want to be with me anymore. I didn't want to be with that version of me anymore. I never loved myself. And you guys, when you don't love yourself fully, no one else can match that love for you. And so nobody that I could have been with at that point in time could have saved me from where I was at. It was all coming from within. And I didn't learn this until later on. I didn't learn this until later on. So when I got divorced, it was just the darkest of days. I lost all of my joy, all of my happiness. And um, I was alone and I was hurt and I was in pain and I was embarrassed and I felt like a failure and I felt shame. And I just kind of thought like, what now? Like what in the world now? What in the world now? And I just want to remind you guys too, that all of this was not just one thing. It was decades of food and body. It was And from the food and body, those decades of food and body came from a lack of self-love, a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-confidence. Do you see a pattern here? All things leading back to self. A lack of compassion for myself, a lack of, or um, so much, and with that came so much comparison syndrome. Like I said, I was looking around at everybody else comparing myself in my job, in my relationship, in my body, in all of it. In all of it. And comparison is nothing more than the thief of joy. So we have to stop looking at what everyone else is doing and just decide, look inside, what do I want to do for myself? I became pretty much extremely stressed, high, high anxiety. I was notorious for setting expectations far beyond what was necessary. Like expectations, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. That's all it is. We've got to learn to surrender the outcome and not live in a world of expectation. I was craving love and connection. And, you know, so after food and body, then just came heartache and heartbreak. And I tried to fix everything. I tried to quote unquote fix it in a healthy way. So I was just trying to figure out what my passions were at that time after I had gotten divorced. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just snap back into fitness. So I poured myself into fitness. I poured myself into getting certified as a personal trainer. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I I still love fitness. I still love moving my body. I love that I learned the tips and tricks and techniques to feel good in my body, to feel strong again. Because quite frankly, after I got divorced, I had the pizza man on speed dial. I had um, um, just like I would buy bottles of wine by the, what's it called, case. And that's just pretty much what I would do every single night. I would just drink a whole bottle of wine and eat a whole pizza all by myself. And then I started feeling lethargic, feeling not good about obviously, right? And then all the guilt and all the shame and all the blame and all the hiding, not being able to show up to other people, not being able to show up for myself. So then I decided to snap out of it and I I knew that I needed to get help, but I didn't want to go to a therapist. I didn't want to admit defeat. I didn't want to look like weak because I thought if I go to get help, help outside of myself, then I'm just going to be weak and I can do this and I can muscle through, right? When in reality, what do we need? 
we just need some support. We just need some help. We just need some guidance. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing weak. It is the strongest thing that you can do to ask for help. It's the strongest, most vulnerable thing that you can do to let someone into your pain and your hurt and allow them to guide you to see the best version of you and allow them to help you rebuild yourself after all this stuff. It's the, it's the best thing that you can do. But I didn't know that and I didn't want to admit that. And this is why I'm coming on, resharing this piece of me, resharing this story because I hope you guys hear this and know that you don't have to lay on the ground sobbing your eyes out, hyperventilating every single night by yourself, you know, embarrassed. There's somebody out here that has been through it, has survived it, has gotten through it, and can prove that that there's a way to move through and feel like you have the life that you truly desire for yourself. So I'm going to take you through the timeline of what happened next after just feeling alone, feeling defeated, and finally getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. I got tired of playing a victim. I got exhausted from being exhausted. I got just like enough already. I got tired of myself just being in that space being in that place I got tired of missing my friends and showing up as the version of me that I really really loved being that energetic happy-go-lucky bundle of joy just like I felt like sunshine in my soul for the majority of my life and then it was just like one day I woke up and was like nothing but darkness if you guys have seen the movie trolls it's one of my favorite favorite movies and my favorite character in there is poppy the little troll queen and she's just this bundle of joy and she loves sparkles and she loves just taking on things and making people happy and hug breaks and I kind of like felt like that the majority of my life and then when I hit this point I felt like the other troll her her buddy who's just like gray and dark and sad and he's just like screw it all like what is there even to feel anymore and if you haven't seen trolls plug here go watch it it's it's got a happy ending and it really drives in the point of kind of what I'm talking about here that and, and the point of that movie is that everything that we need is truly 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 inside of us and people love us when we are the version of ourselves that we truly truly are it's, it's such a beautiful movie and everything ironically that we're talking about here today so I digress let's get back to the timeline so the time timeline goes divorce heartache heartbreak all the dark feelings and then sick and tired of being sick and tired so phase number one I tried I tried on own for a while I tried I scrolled Barnes and Noble forever and ever walking up and down the self-help book just looking for if there had been a book called find joy after divorce I would have bought that thing and read it 20 times because I was so completely desperate to just find it again and I didn't think that it was possible I'm like there's no way there's no way I'm coming back after this I would have bought that book maybe I need to write that book do you guys think that I should write that book I think it's coming I had a brainstorm the other day that I should write the divorce girls diet because dieting I don't believe in dieting anymore but the diet in the sense of like how do you nourish yourself back to happy and if you guys listen to any of my stuff you know that one of my favorite phrases is love yourself healthy to truly truly be able to love yourself from this deep deep, beautiful place and give yourself everything that you desire so that then when you find love again and when you find happiness again or anything else outside of you, be that a career or a soulmate or children or whatever it is that you think are going to make you happy, you've already given it to yourself. So those things outside of you just become icing on the cake. It's like you already have the good, moist, yummy chocolate cake. P.S. Cupcakes and cake are my vice. Like they're, they've always been my go-to delicious pleasure in my life. 
(laughs) true story. When you find that you already have all the goodness, all that good yumminess, and then you get that layer of top layer of frosting from your friends and loved ones and all the things that are outside of you your hobbies and things like that but you've got to be good with yourself first so anyways I read so many books and I bought an online program for $1.99 to try to figure out how to love myself again and I isolated and I consumed all of those books and started to feel feel a little bit more of myself coming back but it was like it was like if my whole entire body was the color gray and I was trying to get it back to full color. It was like maybe only up to my knees was colorful again. There was so much more of me to be filled up. And so I knew that I needed more. So I, the same person that sold me the kind of like self-help in 12 steps program for $199 was hosting a women's conference. So I thought, okay, all right, let's go to a safe space where there are other women and you trust this person who's the speaker and the lineup looked really great where they were going to talk about, you know, empowerment and creating the person that you desire to be. And I was like, okay, all right, all right, next level or we'll go sit in the room. And so I bought a ticket for $4.99 for 500 bucks. I bought the ticket. I drove to Newport Beach and I terrifyingly sat in this room of 300 women sat in the back of the room and quietly soaked up all of the juiciness of the weekend and it was amazing because I was forced to hug people and connect with people and I forgot how much I needed that because they embraced all that they did not even know was inside of me They saw me just like for whatever I was putting out there. So at this women's conference, a couple things came out of that connection that I didn't realize that I was that I was putting off mentorship. There was just these epic, epic speakers that were reminding you of your worthiness and your enoughness and your ability to hold confidence, your ability to love yourself from within, like all these things that I had been reading off the pages that were coming to life. And I was feeling them so much more deeply in my body and my brain was starting to quiet down and just give my body a chance. I was really beginning to give myself a lot of self-love and empowerment. And the, the powerful thing about live events, retreats, conferences, workshops, things like that, I love them so much. And I'm going to be putting on a retreat for you guys either at the end of this year or in the new year because I'm so, so freaking passionate about in-person experiences and the transformation that can happen there. But it's the energy in the room. If you're ever looking to elevate your energy, go to an in-person live event because we feed off one another's energy. And so this new energy was just like taking over all of me, the, the all of me that had so much pain and hurt and shame and failure was being, was being replaced with confidence and 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 courage and all these things that had escaped me that I thought had escaped me but they were all they were there all along they were there all along you guys and I just had pushed them away because I thought that I deserved to be sad I thought that I deserved to be in pain I thought that I deserved to be a victim and play the victim play the victim for as long as it took and the only thing that was happening was by holding on to all of those that struggle so strongly was that it was strengthening my ability to just sit in in all of that for so much longer and it was delaying the opportunity to bring back the confidence and the joy and the happiness and everything that I actually wanted. 
I was prohibiting all of that from being far, far away, right? So then that light that was at my knees before now came up to about my belly button. And now we're talking those core visceral gut hits, right? And it really made me think that weekend. She said, you know, what's your purpose in this life? What's your purpose in this life? And we had to journal on this. We did a lot of journaling that weekend. And they would just turn on this really soft but empowering spiritual music. And we would just journal on whatever topic came up. So when she said, what's your purpose? My gut said, my purpose is to serve others. It always has been and always will be to serve others, but to help others feel their highest version of themselves, to help others feel their greatest self-worth and to help others get unstuck. The way that, so that no one had to sit in the stuckness as long as I did. And so then I thought, all right, that's great, Heidi, but you know, you're, you're not really, what do you, what gifts can you use that you have right now? What talents can you use that you have right now to help people get there? And at the time I was a certified personal trainer on the side. And so I developed a 12 week series and I paired, I taped these videos on YouTube and I pitched it as get, you know, strong and sexy by summer. And I put it out on Facebook. You guys, I didn't have a program. I didn't have anything taped. I didn't have anything written down. They just told us, just take messy action, put it out there. And, and I thought, honestly thought no one is going to buy this. Like I'll put it out there. No problem. Cause nobody will buy it and I won't have to do anything with it. Even though the exact thing that I wanted to do was to help others, you know, move through. And at the time I thought that fitness was, was the way to do it because if people could feel strong in their body. For me, it wasn't about sculpting and abs and blah, blah, blah and all these things. To me, it was the strength that I felt in my body that my soul felt as well when I was capable of doing these motions and these movements was just like, whoa, that strength goes far beyond a push up. It goes into this like strong, confident mindset. And that's what strength training has always given me is this just like strong, confident mindset, this ability to challenge the resistance. Because what are we really, really talking about here, you guys? It's the resistance, the emotional resistance that we feel in our lives. But so often we haven't been taught how to navigate through the emotional resistance, right? So strength training really taught me how to literally use resistance to graduate different weight levels, like weight lifting weights, and to push against the resistance to see a stronger result. So I put I put this out to the world on Facebook and lo and behold, 12 women signed up. And I was like, oh shit, oh shit, like, oh my God. And they all paid $200. And at the time I was like, to me that felt like a lot, which now it's like nothing. You pay, in California, you pay $200 a session for 60 minutes with your personal trainer. So I didn't know at the time, you know, I was just starting off my business and wanted to do something. And so for $200, I put this 12 week program out there. And I uh, later, uh, a year later, I paired it with a self-development book. So going back to what I learned, I learned in the beginning, scrolled, trolled Barnes and Nobles, picked out that book, and then wanted to create an experience, a group where people could connect and get mentorship like I did at that conference. So I married those with my ability to do personal training and we had deep group discussions and it worked. People got stronger. They, they got stronger mentally. They got stronger emotionally. They got stronger in their bodies. But I knew that they needed more than that. And to be quite honest, I was still stuck in doing cleanses and diets and still was doing a bit of exercise addiction. And 
truly, truly deep down, I wanted nothing more than to be free of all of that. I didn't want to count all these things and be on this roller coaster of gaining five pounds and losing five pounds and gaining five pounds and losing five pounds and looking in myself in the mirror and letting a scale tell me, like when you guys stand on the scale, you look down at this number and that number, what are you, what are you hoping it's going to tell you? It's literally telling you what you're going to feel like that day. Oh, that number means... I'm going to feel like this. That number means I'm only as worthy as this. Like that's how I felt whenever I got on the scale. They should redesign scales to have you step on and then it says, you're amazing. Have a great day. <laughs> like I hate scales. I think they should all be thrown out and they're just, they. when you let the scale dictate how you feel about yourself, it's such a destructive tool, Right. You can go to your doctor once a year or however many times you need to go. They can tell you if you're healthy, unhealthy, and what you need to do. You don't need to get on that scale every day. There was one point where I was getting on the scale three times a day. I was getting on the scale in the morning. I was getting on the scale at night. And then just before bed, I would weigh myself again. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I was hoping. I was hoping that it would change after I exercised every single time. What's the point? What's the point in that? So I wanted freedom. And even though my clients were feeling so good in their bodies, so good in their souls. Every time we ended a 12-week challenge, people were like, I want to do more. We don't want it to be over. Why? Because they had connection with other people who were going through the same struggle. They had mentorship and guidance from somebody that had been through it. They were increasing their ability for self-love, empowerment, and really getting to the next level with their energy through all of this. So I wanted freedom and I wanted them to have freedom. So that leads me to my next step. I heard this woman talking on her Instagram. I don't even know how I found her at this point. Oh, I was taking a marketing class because then I was like, well, if I'm going to start doing more coaching, I needed to be better at my marketing. So I took this girl's marketing class and through her, she was talking about her roommate and her roommate was a food and body coach. She coached, she taught coaches how to become certified food and body coaches. And I was like, no, no way. This this cannot be a real thing. Like this is everything that I've been looking for my whole entire life is to find food and body freedom, to ditch dieting for good, to end this roller coaster, to feel that worthiness again and all this stuff. So last year I dedicated my entire year. I went back to school and took this 12-month course. Actually, it was 11 months. So the whole 2019 I dedicated to food and body coaching and I went through this intensive course we had to have clients and coach clients and go through the whole process of transformation ourselves which was the most valuable thing no one should be able to coach or teach or do their job unless you've done that work yourself you know it goes no different for food and body coaching so it was so so amazing so in November of 2019, I graduated as a food and body coach and I I was honestly awestruck, you guys. I was shocked because it worked. I stopped dieting. I learned how to intuitively eat. I stopped binge eating. I stopped over-exercising. I felt peace. I felt calm. I felt clarity. I felt confidence. I felt freedom. And most importantly, I felt, I'm going to cry, you guys just choked up saying it, like I felt like the highest version of myself. I felt like the version of myself that I was so in love with, that I was so proud of. And I wanted to make sure that every single woman in the entire universe was able to feel this way 
too. And so I did a really brave thing. I thought, you know what? If I stay at my nine to five corporate job, which I had been at for 15 years, you guys, I'd been an an event planner, a corporate meeting planner for incentive trips and traveling the globe. At that time, I was a supervisor for the events team, all these things, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, whatever it is. Even though the funny thing is, is I, I never asked for a promotion. Like I just, people were like, you sh- you need to be in this role next. It was so bizarre. I quit. I just quit because I knew that I didn't want anybody to live in what I lived in for over two decades, hating my body, feeling a victim to heartache and heartbreak, living in failure, in pain, in shame. All of that came with all the food and body stuff and all of the heartache and heartbreak stuff. For So for me, it wasn't one or the other. And for the past couple of months, if I'm being completely transparent with you guys, like I have been feeling like I don't know where my coaching belongs. I'm a life coach. I'm a food and body coach and a relationship coach. And so I don't really know what didn't know at the time what to talk about like do I just only talk to the audiences to you guys about food and body and just live in that space do I shift gears and I only talk about heartache and heartbreak and people who have been through breakups or divorces or any kind of heartache or grief or pain or loss do I go in that direction and the truth is that I've come to realize you guys is that it's not one or the other it's both it is so completely both Because as you just heard my whole story, my whole Junk to Joy story, it was never just one thing. It was never one thing that made me who I am today. It was never one piece of the story. It was never just food and body. It was never just heartache and heartbreak. It was never just comparison or stress or anxiety. It was never um, just unworthiness or confidence. It was all of it. It was all of it. And then on the flip side, through the healing process, it wasn't just the books. It wasn't just the workbook. It wasn't just the in-person conference. It wasn't just the fitness. It was all of it. It was all of it. So I hope that this lands with you guys today because what I've decided to do is to get back into what I love most. And what I love most is bringing people together who are going through struggle, who are going through the stuckness, the yuckness, and really healing that emotional side. But then building up that physical strength and that emotional strength that work so beautifully and so powerfully together. They work together. They work in unison. It's not just fitness. Really want to stray away from the word fitness even because it's if you're going to use the word fitness you have to use it in all aspects it's emotional fitness it's soulful fitness and it's physical fitness and if you're not going to use the word fitness we use the word movement motion energy and then mindfulness comes into that and soulfulness comes into that and if you only in my opinion if you only work one of that trio if you only work mindset or you only work fitness or you only work soulfulness or spirituality if you only work one of those muscles it's no different than if you only do upper body every day for the next year you're gonna have really weak legs you're you're gonna have a really really weak lower body if you only ever work abs like what's gonna happen to your upper body and your lower body it's just gonna be off balance and so what i'm so excited about is i'm going to put be putting together this transformation trio this transformation process called joyfully me because i want to elevate your level of joyfulness in your mind in your body in your soul in your physical being 
I want to be able to quote unquote exercise all of these pieces and all of these parts of you because all of these things make up our greatness, make up our happiness, make up our joy, make up our bliss. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be a group program because like I said before, the most powerful thing that happens in my opinion is when we come together, share our vulnerability, share our experience, know that we're not in it alone, we're not in it by ourselves and somebody be guided by somebody who's been through it who's been through all of it. And even if only a part of that is your story, if food and body is the only part of that story, bring that to the table. If heartache and heartbreak and grief and loss are part of your are the only part of your story that you struggle with, bring that to the table. And if you're like me and you struggled with both, well you're in for a treat because I can bring all that to the table too. You guys we're not in this life alone. We get to be supported. We get to grow together. We get to live the life that we truly truly desire for ourselves. But we have to be willing to take the steps that get us in the spot with the support that we need to elevate ourselves to that experience. I hope you guys have the most incredible day. I love hearing from you. So if you have not yet left a review on Cup of Joy, the podcast, it would mean the world to me. And even more than that, if you can just screenshot this episode, this particular episode is is something really special to me because I haven't really shared this breadth this side of this story yet and if you would screenshot this episode share it on your social media tag a couple friends share it with a friend who you think needs this message right now that would truly truly lift up and light up my life more than anything Um, you can find me at joyfully be on instagram or i'm public on facebook at heidi b b e e So thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. I hope that you have the most delightful day. And don't forget to go out into the world, shine your light bright, and love yourself healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.